see if I even remember how to do this. What's happening everybody? Justin, Bridgewater's Finest on YouTube, Blockbuster underscore guy on Twitter, and hey, when I'm wearing this outfit, when I'm wearing this getup, you know exactly what that means, and what that means is NHL playoff prediction time. Now we're still obviously a few weeks away from the playoffs, nothing has been solidified as of yet, all divisions are still up for grabs, but we're going to do what we do here every year, and that's we're going to try to get ahead of the curve. That's right. We are going to try to get ahead of who's going to win these divisions, who's going to make the playoffs, and what our first round playoff matchups are going to look like. All set? Let's do this. So this is also going to be a podcast version. I'm just going to take the audio from the video files, put them together, make it a podcast. It's going to be available on SoundCloud and iTunes, but... I had to stick with tradition with these. So this is going to be two videos on the YouTube channel. First one, obviously, we're going to talk about our division winners for the 2017 NHL season into the 2017 NHL playoffs. That's what this video is going to be. The next video is going to be who makes the playoffs aside from the division winners, who is just going to miss the cut on making the playoffs, who's in, who's out. You know it. You love it. We've been doing it every year. Let's get into it. So we've been actually rather fortunate this season as re there's really only one division that's sewn up or close to being sewn up at this point in the season. There's only about 12 to 14 games left for each team. This is right around that wheelhouse where I like to get out and do my predictions. I figure I'm far enough ahead of them that uh, it's still somewhat respectable if I get something right. So let's talk about the one division that's, I guess, the division that's the least in doubt, which means we're going to start in the Western Conference. Let's start in the Pacific Division. And the only teams we're really talking about in terms of who could win the Pacific Division at this point is obviously the division-leading San Jose Sharks. Anaheim is still in there. And then the two Canadian teams, Edmonton and Calgary, they're still there. They're still fighting for not just a playoff spot, but the division is not completely out of hand. San Jose currently holds a seven-point lead over Anaheim, eight points over Edmonton, and nine points over Calgary, which tells you everything you need to know about how tight the rest of that division is. That's three teams only separated by two points behind the division leaders. This is actually the only division in the NHL that has the distinction of having every team in the division having the exact same number of games remaining on their schedule, which doesn't necessarily help out the teams that are currently behind the leader. Every team in the division has exactly 12 games remaining on their schedule, which means, again, if you're 7, 8, and 9 points back to the division leader, you don't have to win out, but you got to do something special in order to catch them. San Jose has a pair of winnable games left in their schedule in Dallas against the Stars, as well as a very winnable home-and-home -home with the Vancouver Canucks. That also doesn't help. While I think we have three legitimate teams in the Pacific Division to reach triple digits in points, I think you have three teams that reach 100 points and you got a fourth team that's just a bubble. They're going to be right there. I don't think any of them at the end of the day are going to have quite enough to catch the San Jose Sharks. I'm going to predict that the San Jose Sharks are going to hold on, in fact, hold on to the advantage that they have right now by seven points and win the Pacific Division. I've got San Jose finishing with 107 points, which won't be good enough for either the President's Trophy or the most points in the Western Conference for a division-winning team, but it will be good enough to win the Pacific. 
Let's go up to the Central Division now where things are a little less competitive, at the very least in terms of number of teams who could potentially win this division. Right now, Chicago holds a three-point edge over Minnesota, and I think those are the only two teams we really need to talk about. In terms of the division, Nashville's 14 points behind, St. Louis is 16 points. I don't see either of those two teams really catching fire and making up that much of a gap. So let's just focus on Chicago and Minnesota. As I mentioned, Chicago's got a three-point edge on Minnesota in the division right now. They have two more ROWs, regulation and overtime wins, which is a significant tiebreaker in terms of winning, losing divisions, who's in what spot. It's a significant tiebreaker. I believe it's the number two and becomes the number one tiebreaker since everybody plays the same number of games. So that's the important tiebreaker right there. Chicago has two more ROWs than does Minnesota. So in order for Minnesota to catch them, overtake them, they're basically going to have to beat them in points. Minnesota does have one game in hand on Chicago at this point in the season, and these two teams do not play each other again for the rest of the regular season. I do think Minnesota does win that extra game in hand that they have on Chicago. That would be a season-ending date in Arizona to take on the Coyotes. That's an extremely winnable game for Minnesota. So I do think they do win that. But I do think they also straight up lose one more game than Chicago does for the rest of the regular season. Minnesota has tough home dates with both the Rangers and the Senators. Those are two very good road teams. And I unfortunately think Minnesota drops both of those games. Their only other real significant home game is a home date with the San Jose Sharks leading the Pacific Division. I do think they win that game, but I think there's a couple of other sort of trap games in there that I think, at best, Minnesota will only snag a point out of. Meanwhile, you look at Chicago, pretty comfortable home schedule for the rest of the season for Chicago. Of course, Chicago, very difficult building to win in. The only home game I think they out and out drop is their game against Columbus. I think Columbus tops them there. They probably snag a point out of Boston too. Based on the rest of their home games, they probably win out of those home games. On the road, they've got to go to Pittsburgh. That's a really tough game. I think Pittsburgh wins that game. The rest of their road games, again, I think they do pretty solid at. Might be a couple games that go into extras and they only grab a point out of those. But again, they've only really got to do that. Just avoid the regulation losses and Chicago should be all right here. At the end of the day, I've got both of these teams topping 110 points, but I like the Blackhawks. I'm going to keep Chicago just a little bit above Minnesota and predict that the Chicago Blackhawks will hold on and win the Central Division. Again, both of these teams I think are going to top 110 points. It's going to be close, right down to the wire, but ultimately, I think Chicago holds on. I'll take the Blackhawks to win the Central. See how easy this is? Let's move into the Eastern Conference now and go to the Atlantic Division, my division, the division with my Montreal Canadiens, where they do currently hold the lead in the division, but it's basically by the slimmest of margins. And you look at the Atlantic Division, the Atlantic Division is still really, really competitive. Five teams within nine points right now of the division lead, and any of those five teams could catch fire and really put pressure on the Montreals and the Ottawas at the top to win this division. This, by the way, is the division that gets really fun once we talk about who's going to and not going to make the playoffs. Montreal currently leads this division at 86 points and 37 ROWs. It's crazy to think if Montreal or Ottawa or whatever, one of these teams was in the Metropolitan Division, which we're gonna talk about in a minute, they would be the fifth place team in this division. 
Montreal leads the Atlantic, 86 points, 37 ROWs. Ottawa, only a single point behind at 85 points, only 35 ROWs, and that could really come into play here at the end of the season. Boston, only four points behind, 36 ROW. And at this point, we can't completely discount the possibility of the Tampa Bay Lightning or the Toronto Maple Leafs winning this division. They're not totally out of it yet. Toronto was actually a huge 5-0 win against Tampa Bay last night, which means they leapfrogged Tampa Bay in the standings. Toronto, 78 points, 31 ROW. Tampa Bay, 77 points, 30 ROW. The two Ontario franchises are the teams that hold the advantage in terms of games in hand. Both Toronto and Ottawa have a game in hand on the division-leading Habs. Montreal, at this point, has a game in hand only on Boston and has the same number of games left as Tampa Bay. I think realistically, even though they're not mathematically eliminated at this point, I think realistically, Tampa Bay and Toronto are going to be so concerned with each other and where each other are in the standings vis-a-vis the wild card. I don't think either of these teams are thinking about the division right now. We can probably safely eliminate them. Look, I think both of them get to somewhere comfortably in around the mid 90 point area which has them right in the conversation for one of those wild card spots i think it comes down to ultimately one of them's going to get one one of them's not going to get one in terms of the division i guess we can safely eliminate them but it is worth pointing out if either one of those teams catch fire they're not dead in the water in terms of winning this division so let's really look at the heavy hitters here montreal Ottawa and Boston. It definitely hurts Boston that Montreal has a game in hand on them, which also means Ottawa has two games in hand on them, and Boston currently trails Ottawa by three points. That's going to be a really tough mountain to climb for the Bruins. Boston's next game is in Toronto. That's either tonight or tomorrow night. I can't remember which one. I think it's tomorrow night. And uh, that's actually a sneaky game. I actually think the Leafs win that game based on not just it being in Toronto, but again, I just think it's one of those sneaky games. I think it's kind of a trap game, if you want to call it that. So that's close. I think Toronto actually wins that game, and that's really going to hurt Boston as well. But based on Boston's remaining schedule, they have that game in Toronto and a game at home against Nashville. I think those are the only two games they out-and-out lose for the rest of the regular season. All told, I've only got the Bruins getting to 99 points. I don't have them breaking 100. And the two teams ahead of them, I do have breaking 100 points. So Boston, in terms of winning the division, they're going to be there. And it's going to come right down to the end. But like I say, the two things that are really going to kill them is those two games in hand they give up to Ottawa, the game in hand they give up to Montreal, as well as what I think will be a loss in their next game in Toronto. I think that's really the nail in the coffin in terms of Boston winning the division. All right, Ottawa and Montreal. This is the real competition here. Again, Ottawa only trails Montreal by a point. They've got a game in hand. Montreal's got the extra two ROW. Simply put, the Senators have been incredible on the road this season. They're 20 and 12 straight up games won, games lost. They're one of only four teams in the NHL that's won at least 20 games on the road this season. That's some pretty elite company. Montreal's the better home team between these two. They're the only team in this division that's won at least 20 games at home. These two teams, Montreal and Ottawa, play each other three more times in the rest of the regular season. That could really determine who wins the division and who doesn't. I've actually got Ottawa winning two of those three games. 
The major difference here may be those are the only two games for the rest of their regular season that I have Montreal losing straight up. I think they lose three other games aside from those all on the road, but I think they get points out of those games. Ottawa, to their credit, I think they get a couple of points out of a couple of road games late in the season. They're in Boston and in New York to play the Islanders. I think they get points out of those games, but I think ultimately they lose those games. Ottawa also has a ridiculously difficult home date with the New York Rangers, the best road team in hockey so far this season. And Ottawa, honestly, they're a pretty average home team. In straight-up games won and lost, Ottawa's only 19 and 18 in their own building. Aside from those two home games against Ottawa, I think Montreal runs the table at home for the rest of their schedule. They've got a pretty light home game schedule for the rest of the season. Detroit, Carolina, Dallas, Florida. These are all teams that trail them in the standings. These are teams that Montreal needs two points out of if they want to win this division. I think the pivotal game that will determine whether or not Montreal wins this division is a home game late in the season against Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay could really play spoiler to Montreal in terms of winning the division. In that game, it's Montreal's second last game of the season. Ultimately, at the end of the day, you crunch the numbers, you do the math. I have both of these teams getting to exactly 103 points, which based on my projections would still make them fifth place in the Metropolitan Division. Isn't that crazy? So I've got both of these teams, as I mentioned, getting to 103 points. I like Montreal to win the division by holding that one extra ROW game in hand on Ottawa. I don't think Ottawa makes that up with their remaining schedule. Again, I think Ottawa only loses three games in the rest of their regular season schedule straight up, but there's a couple of games in there, a couple of tricky games that I think they lose, maybe grab a point out of. And again, they're going to tie 103 points each. That's what I'm predicting, but I like Montreal to get the division on the tiebreaker. Quite frankly, I'm not going to be brokenhearted if Montreal doesn't win the division. Whoever wins this division has to play one of those Metropolitan teams as the wildcard one, because I don't think anybody in the Atlantic is going to catch them in terms of the wildcard one spot. So whoever wins this division has to play like a the Rangers or Pittsburgh or Columbus or Washington, possibly. I don't want to play those teams in the first round, quite frankly. So if Ottawa wins this division, I'm not going to be brokenhearted. But based on the remaining games, crunching the numbers, I like Montreal to win the division on a tiebreaker, 103 points even for each teams. But I like Montreal to win the Atlantic Division. That only leaves us with one more, the Metropolitan Division, arguably the best division in hockey. you got four really incredible teams in here and one or two more that are just kind of on the bubble, but four really incredible teams. We're talking about all four of them right now in terms of who could possibly win this division. And two weeks ago, that would have sounded crazy. Washington had a significant point lead in the standings, and you would have thought, okay, Washington's got this thing sewn up. Look, I even went on record when Washington traded for Shattenkirk and said, well, Washington's going to win the cup. But now we're talking in terms of they might not even win their own division. The standings sit like this. Washington sits with 98 points and 44 ROW. Columbus sits with 96 points, 43 ROW. Pittsburgh, 95 points, only 40 ROW. I think that's really going to kill them. And the Rangers, 90 points, 41 ROW. 
I think we can safely eliminate the Rangers. That's a lot of points to make up in a short period of time, especially where the Rangers do not have the game in hand advantage in this four-team competition. That goes to both Columbus and Pittsburgh. They each have a game in hand on Washington and the Rangers. And again, right now, it's an eight-point disadvantage for the Rangers. That's a lot to make up, especially where you're not going to have Lundqvist for probably another week or so. Although, look, anti-Ranta, right? I mean, come on, anti-Ranta? Playing pretty damn well. But in terms of winning the division, let's safely eliminate the Rangers. So now we're talking about Pittsburgh, Columbus, and Washington. Despite the fact that Pittsburgh's currently sitting at 95 points, Pretty mediocre road team. I mean, look, okay, so I shouldn't say mediocre, but based on the numbers, really not the greatest road team out there. 16 and 19 on the road so far this season, just in straight up wins and losses. They've grabbed some extra points in there, of course, but they've only won 16 of their 35 games so far this season on the road. And where that comes into play, I think Pittsburgh only splits the remaining six games that they've got on the road. They got some tough games in there. They got to go into Madison Square Garden and play the Rangers. That's a tough out. They got to go into Ottawa. That's going to be kind of, again, 50-50. As I said, Ottawa hasn't been the greatest home team this year, but Pittsburgh has been, I would argue, a worse road team than Ottawa has been home team. I gave that game to Ottawa. So I think Pittsburgh really only goes three and three on the road. And I think if they really want to catch the leaders in this division, it's going to be tough to do that if you don't perform a little bit above expectation on the road. I don't expect that. I've got Pittsburgh comfortably getting to 110 points. I've actually got them at 112, but I do not have Pittsburgh winning this division. Let's look at Washington. I mean, look, Washington's been the dominant team in this division really most of the season, you know, up there with Columbus. But as the season has worn on, Washington really kind of started separating themselves from the pack until the last two weeks. And they've really kind of come back to the pack again. Now the advantage, only two points. Much like Pittsburgh, Washington, only a mediocre road team. They're 17 and 17 on the road this season. Perfect you know, 50-50 in terms of wins and losses. They've got some really winnable road games on their remaining schedule in Colorado, in Arizona. Those are games that Washington is going to win. They can probably snag a point off of Columbus in their game as well and, you know, probably against a team like Toronto. But I think they're going to go into Boston and lose. Their next game, they're going into Tampa Bay. I don't think they win that game. I gave that game to the Lightning. So Washington, you know, they're not going to be... You know, they're not incredible on the road, and I don't think that's going to change for the remainder of the season. The team that I like to win this division is the team that's got a game in hand on Washington, and that's Columbus. I've only got Columbus straight up losing two more games on their schedule for the rest of the season. They play Washington twice more. It's a home-and-home. Home. I think they beat Washington in Columbus and get a point off of Washington in Washington. Columbus been a pretty good road team this year at 19 and 14, certainly comfortably above 500 on the road. I think they get a point out of Washington in the game in Washington. And having that game in hand, I think that's really what's going to make the difference here. I've got Columbus getting to 115 points and winning the President's Trophy. Columbus wins the President's Trophy, wins the Metropolitan Division, only by a single point. I've got Washington getting to 114, but I got Columbus getting to 115. 
with the 49 ROW, which I believe will tie Washington. I think they also get to 49, but I got Columbus winning the Metropolitan Division, winning the President's Trophy, winning home ice throughout the playoffs. All right, folks, this is where the YouTube video is going to cut off. The SoundCloud episode, of course, will be continuing beyond this point. The YouTube video is going to cut off right here in terms of the division winners. Come back in a minute and take a look at who I think is going to make the playoffs, who's going to miss the playoffs, and what are projected First round playoff matchups will be. Tune in to the who's in, who's out portion of the video. We'll see you again in a minute. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to my pre-playoff predictions for the 2017 NHL Stanley Cup playoffs. In the previous portion of the episode, of course, we talked about who we thought were going to win the four divisions in the NHL. Now we're going to talk about who's going to make the playoffs behind those teams. Just as a refresher, in the Eastern Conference, I have Columbus winning the Metropolitan Division, winning the President's Trophy with the most points, having home ice throughout the playoffs, and I like Montreal on the second tiebreaker to win the Atlantic Division. In the West, Central Division, I like Chicago to hang on, win that division there by a couple of points, and I like San Jose to hold on to the lead they currently have and win the Pacific. Now, how about the teams that are going to come in behind them? Let's start in the Eastern Conference this time, and we'll go to the Metropolitan Division. Again, of course, Columbus, I believe, going to win this division, surpass Washington to win the division. Obviously, that means I've got Washington sitting in second place. I got Columbus at 115 points with 49 ROW. I've got Washington right behind them, one point behind them. Also with 49 ROW, I got Washington finishing with 114 points, finishing in second place in the division. Third place, I think it's going to probably stay relatively close to what it is right now. I expect the Pittsburgh Penguins to hold on to third place in this division. I got Pittsburgh finishing with 112 points, three points behind the division winner, two points behind the second place team. I like Pittsburgh to finish the division in third place at the end of the regular season, take the third playoff spot in the Met. And we all knew it was going to come down to this. Look, whatever Metropolitan team didn't get one of the automatic playoff bids, you knew they were going to be wildcard one in terms of the playoffs. And that's going to be the New York Rangers. They're not going to get one of those top three spots. I've got them getting to 108 points, just shy of 110. So 108 points. I've got them with 47 ROW, actually one more than Pittsburgh. But I figure Pittsburgh's going to finish with, you know, four or five more points than they do. So, New York Rangers, very comfortably, I might add, in the wild card one spot. It does mean they start the playoffs on the road. But, hey, making the playoffs, better than not making the playoffs. I expect the Rangers to finish in the top wild card spot. The other teams in this division, the Islanders... Uh, the Flyers, Carolina, New Jersey, they're just they're just playing too far back. They just don't have enough games left to make up that kind of gap, even if one of them did really catch fire. I've got the Islanders finishing with 90 points. 91, sorry. 90 points is not good enough to make the playoffs anymore. You've got to have 95, 95 plus. That's just what it takes to make the playoffs in the modern NHL. 91 points, not going to be quite good enough for the Islanders. I think they drop off. I'm glad that the Met division is not, at least in my predictions, not going to get both of the wildcard spots. Just like, I want another Atlantic division team in there. So I don't have the Islanders making the playoffs. Philly, I've got them finishing with 84 points. That's a relatively respectable season. Like, look, 80 points 
it means like ultimately if you lost every single game in the regular season in a shootout, well, you still have 82 points. So 80 points, 84, I've got them at. It's not, it's respectable. It's, it's, it's not, it's not terrible. Uh, ditto with Carolina. I've got Carolina getting to 83. Again, it's not great, but I mean, Carolina has certainly been worse in recent memory. So 80 points, nothing for Carolina to hang their heads about. Uh, Jersey, a little bit. I've only got Jersey getting to 74 points, 26 ROW. They finish in the basement of this division. They're in there for, you know, a lottery potential pick something along the lines jersey's going to pick pretty high in the upcoming draft i would say top five top six somewhere like that they've only got 64 points right now i've only got them getting to 74 points for the rest of the regular season so i like columbus to win the division washington second place pittsburgh third place and i like the new york rangers to grab that first wildcard spot in the east all right, Atlantic Division. We already talked about who I think is going to win the division. That is my Montreal Canadiens. Awesome. Again, it's going to take a tiebreaker because I think they finish tied, dead tied, at 103 points with the Ottawa Senators. Obviously, that means I like Ottawa to be the number two team in the Atlantic Division. That's where I'm going to go with that. Montreal won by winning the division. Ottawa, number two. Boston, I think they're going to hold on. It's going to be tough against the team that comes up behind them. But I think Boston ultimately will hold on, even though they give up a game or two in hand to the team behind them. I think they hold on here. They don't get to 100 points. I've got Boston getting to 99 points exactly with 42 ROW. I think that's going to be good enough to hold on for third place in the division and get that automatic third playoff spot in the Atlantic Division. So I like Montreal 1, Ottawa 2, Boston 3. Now like we talked about, the real battle was going to be for Toronto and Tampa Bay as to which of those teams ends up ultimately making the playoffs. Let's talk about the other teams in the division. Let's just, let's just, let's clean those up before we talk about how that's going to go. Uh, right now it's Florida with 71 points, Buffalo with 68 Detroit with 65. I think that's the order that they ultimately end up in. I've got uh, Florida getting to 84 points, 29 ROW. Again, 80 plus points, nothing to hang your head about. That's It's not a successful season, we'll call it that, but it's also not an absolute disaster. So 84 points for Florida. I've only got Buffalo getting to 78 with 30 ROW. Don't quite get to 80. Detroit, I think, is going to finish just behind them, 76 points with 22 ROW. And that was really Detroit's big problem there. If you got them into overtime or the shootout, they didn't win a lot of those games. So only 22 ROW, but I do like them to get to 76 points. Again, not complete disasters, but Detroit definitely in a rebuilding phase for the first time in three decades. It's, it's kind, of, uh, kind of interesting to watch. All right. Enough stalling. Toronto, Tampa Bay. Here's how it sits right now as a reminder. Toronto, 78 points, 31 ROW. Tampa Bay, 77 points, 30 ROW. So Tampa Bay is a point behind and an ROW behind in terms of making the playoffs, not making the playoffs. Both of these teams struggle on the road. They're both 15 and 21 
in the season so far. Straight up win game versus losing game on the road away from their own building. Tampa Bay is the slightly better home team. Tampa Bay 19 and 15 at home so far this season. Toronto only 17 and 16. Toronto has one game in hand in this uh, matchup and they do play one more time this season head to head. That game is in Toronto and I do think Toronto wins that game. Toronto's got a bit of a deadly stretch coming up here. Chicago at Columbus. Uh, they have to go into Nashville. They've got a pretty tough schedule coming up here. The first half of what they have remaining in the regular season. Tampa Bay on the same level. They got Washington coming to town. They have to go to Boston. They've got Montreal coming. They've got Chicago coming. Tampa Bay certainly does not have an easy run of things either. The real difference here is one of these two teams is going to catch fire at the end of the regular season. In fact, one of these two teams is going to win outright their final six games of the regular season, and that's going to be good enough to put them over the top. The other team's probably going to play about 500 hockey in that same stretch, so really, for the rest of the regular season, I think that one team only going to play about 500 hockey. The other team, look out. That team is the Toronto Maple Leafs. I've got Toronto making the playoffs, wild card two, last Eastern Conference team to get in. God damn it, Tank Nation, the rebuild, the Shanna plan. I expect it to pay off this season. Mark it down. Toronto is going to make the playoffs. And look, here's how it breaks down. I think Toronto wins those last six games of the regular season schedule. Why do I think that? At Detroit, nothing to play for. At Buffalo, nothing to play for. Home stretch, their final four games at home against, you know, mediocre road teams. Washington's a great team, but they're a mediocre road team. Tampa Bay, I think that's going to be a very pivotal game in here. I think Toronto wins that game. Pittsburgh, average road team. What did we say Pittsburgh was? 16 and 19 on the road. Average road team may not have anything to play for at this point in the season. They may already be locked in to the spot that they're at. And then Columbus, again, I don't think Columbus is going to have much to play for. I think they'll already have the division wrapped up by then. I like Toronto to win those last six games straight up. Mark it down, the Toronto Maple Leafs are a playoff team in 2017 as the wildcard two team. They make the playoffs in the Eastern Conference. That would give us round one playoff matchups of Columbus as the number one seed in the East taking on Toronto in the first round. Gives us Washington versus Pittsburgh in the Met two versus three. The Atlantic against the wild card. I got Montreal taking on the Rangers. Who wouldn't love to see them go another round? Especially if Lundqvist is healthy, Price is healthy. Two of the best goaltenders in the world going head-to-head. -head. Who in the hell wouldn't want to see that? And then Ottawa taking on Boston in the Atlantic 2 versus 3. That's the playoff matchups that that would set up. That's how I think it's going to go. Columbus and Montreal win the divisions. We like Washington and Pittsburgh to get 2 and 3. And we like Ottawa and Boston to get 2 and 3 in the respective divisions. The Rangers take wildcard 1. And the Toronto Maple Leafs 
mark it down, mark it down, mark it down. The Toronto Maple Leafs make the playoffs as wildcard two. So there's the East, and let's now go to the West. Of course, we talked about Chicago and San Jose as being the two respective division winners here. Chicago, I've got getting to 112 points to be the number one seed in the West. San Jose, the number two seed in the West, getting to 107 points. Now let's talk about the rest. Let's do the Pacific Division first. So we're going to start again. San Jose wins this division. I think they win the division comfortably by, you know, six, seven points. It's multiple games. And again, every team in this division has the exact same number of games left. So in terms of trying to catch a team to pass them to make the playoffs or make a, get into a better position to make the playoffs, it's going to be difficult because nobody's got any games in hand on anybody. Here's the standings as they sit right now. Anaheim, 84 points with 34 ROW. Edmonton, 83 points with 33 ROW. So a point behind and an ROW behind Anaheim. Calgary, 82 points with 35 ROW. They've got more ROW than the teams in front of them. They just don't quite have the points yet. We got Los Angeles, who's still there, 75 points, 32 ROW. Bringing up the rear teams that are not going to make the playoffs. You got Vancouver, 65 points, 24 ROW. And Arizona, of course, playing for the top pick, I guess. 61 points with only 20 ROW. So again, I've got Arizona getting the 72 points, maybe 23, 24 ROW. They're still going to pull up the rear in this division. Vancouver, I've got them getting to 77 points, 27 ROW. There, again, that's you got to consider that season a failure. When you've got the Sedins, like just when you've got the Sedins, when you've got Ryan Miller, you should be competing. And Vancouver, by and large, not really that competitive of a team this season. So they're they're probably the the Canadian team where you look at them and you're just like, really? Like really? Now, as we mentioned before, there's that real jumbled mess there in that division. Not necessarily in terms of who's going to win it, but in who's going to come up, you know, two and three and a potential wild card spot behind them. Again, as I like San Jose to win the division, we've got Anaheim, Edmonton, and Calgary all jockeying for those two and three spots. Right now, it sits Anaheim two, Edmonton three, Calgary four. And I think that's actually how it's going to wind up for the rest of the regular season. I've got Anaheim and Edmonton both making it to 100 points. In fact, exactly 100 points. But I've got Anaheim with 39 ROW. I've only got Edmonton with 38. So based on the second tiebreaker, the number two tiebreaker, which is wins in regulation and overtime, I have to give Anaheim the number two seed in the Pacific Division over Edmonton because I think they'll have one more ROW. But again, I've got both of these teams getting to 100 points before the end of the season, having three teams in that division be 100-point teams, and one of them being Canadian. That's pretty awesome to me, especially with how I mean how long Edmonton fans have been waiting. We talked about Toronto. Edmonton fans that haven't made the playoffs in a decade. So now look, I know Toronto's only you know made it that one time, and, and like Steve Dangle says, we're not going to talk about that. But, I mean, look, Edmonton, Edmonton's been waiting for this for so long. I don't think Edmonton catches Anaheim. They could, they could catch fire, they could catch him, but I'm predicting Anaheim gets the number two seed, Edmonton gets the number three seed in the Pacific Division. 
That unfortunately leaves Calgary as the odd man out, but I think Calgary gets to 99 points, just falling short of 100 points. I got Calgary getting to 99 points, so I think these teams, all three of them really, perform very similarly down the stretch here. Same basic number of games. They play each other a lot. Like the rest of this season is a lot of Pacific Division on Pacific Division. But I just don't think Calgary has quite the steam, especially if Brian Elliott continues to be out for any longer period of time. I think he's only got the flu, so he's probably not going to be out for very long. But if he misses a couple more games, there's a couple games in there I think you could see Calgary dropping. But that said... I've only got them getting to 99 points, but it will be good enough for the wild card one spot in the Western Conference. San Jose wins the Pacific Division, Anaheim 2, Edmonton 3, Calgary in the wild card one position. So we're going to wrap it up in the Central Division. As we talked about, I got Chicago winning the Central Division, 112 points, winning the Western Conference, being the number one Western Conference seed. In order to play the wildcard two team, which we haven't divulged that yet. Chicago wins the division. Again, as I talked about, Minnesota is going to be the team that's really going to push Chicago for the division. So obviously, I've got Minnesota holding on to be the number two seed in the central division. Right now, they've got 92 points, 40 ROW. I think Minnesota gets to 110. I think they get to 46 ROW. They're going to win a lot of games down the stretch here, unfortunately for them, so is Chicago. So they're not going to catch Chicago, but they're going to have an excellent end of the season, and Minnesota gets the number two seed in the Central Division. Then it really comes down to Nashville and St. Louis. Now look, both of these teams are going to make the playoffs, but who they play and where they play is still very much up for grabs. Right now, Nashville leading the way with 81 points to St. Louis' 79, but St. Louis has three more ROW than does Nashville on the season, 36 to 33. These two teams play each other one more time. That game is in St. Louis, and I like the Blues to win that game. And it's possible that what it comes down to is whether or not Nashville picks up a point in that game. I don't think they do. St. Louis is the team that I think is really going to struggle out of the gate for the rest of the season here. This is a real sprint to the finish, especially in a situation like this. I think St. Louis only gets four points out of their next four games. That's going to be a tough stretch. They're going to be dejected, but I think St. Louis really going to turn it on at the end of the season. Both of these teams finish the season against, you know, not to be disrespectful, but they kind of have cupcake finishes to the regular season. Nashville finishes at home to the Islanders, then at Dallas and at Winnipeg. St. Louis finishes the season with trips to Florida and Carolina before hosting Colorado to end the season. Despite the fact that these are kind of cupcake games against teams that don't really have much of anything to play for anymore, I actually think both of these teams are going to kind of struggle at the end of the season. Nashville, not a good team on the road. They're only 15 and 20. Those last two road games at Dallas and at Winnipeg, I think Nashville loses both of them. St. Louis goes into Florida. I think they beat Florida, but then they have to go into Carolina. If Carolina's done anything right this season, it's win games at home. I think Carolina wins that game. What it really comes down to is Nashville's ability to pick up a point or two in a couple of these games that they lose and I don't think they're going to be able to do it. 
For the number three spot in the Central Division, I'm going to take St. Louis. I think St. Louis is going to leapfrog Nashville, despite the fact that they trail them by two points. I think St. Louis finishes with 97 points and 41 ROW. I think Nashville only finishes with 96 points and 38 ROW. So, I like St. Louis to get that number three spot in the Central Division, and I like Nashville to be knocked all the way down to the last wildcard spot, wildcard two in the Western Conference. So again, Central Division, Chicago wins it, number one seed in the Western Conference. I like Minnesota, number two. I like St. Louis to jump up and take number three. Nashville, a wildcard two team. In the Pacific, San Jose holds on to win the division. We've got Anaheim and Edmonton, both at 100 points, going 2-3. Anaheim winning with the ROW tiebreaker. And I like the Calgary Flames to get to 99 points and be the wildcard one seed in the Western Conference. That would leave us with Western Conference first round playoff matchups of Chicago, number one seed in the West, taking on Nashville, an all-Central Division matchup there. The other Central Division matchup, two versus three, the Minnesota Wild playing host to the St. Louis Blues. In the Pacific Division, San Jose going to win that division, taking on the wildcard one team, Calgary Flames, all-Pacific Division matchup there. And in the Pacific, two versus three, you got the Mighty Ducks of Anaheim, Anaheim taking on Edmonton. And would you look at that? One, two, three, four, five. Five Canadian teams make the playoffs one year after they all missed. To quote Martha Stewart, that is a good thing. Man, it has been a long time since I've made videos. I'm quoting Martha Stewart now. All right, folks, that is how I think the playoff race is going to fold out here over the next couple of weeks. It's a sprint at this point. Like I mentioned before, it's a sprint to the end of the season. Teams are really jockeying. It's who, who could make it. Where are they going to make it? Is somebody going to miss? Like, who's going to miss? Who's going to be that team that just misses out on the bubble? In my opinion, it's going to be the Tampa Bay Lightning that they're just going to miss out Toronto's going to get that second wildcard spot in the East and knock Tampa Bay out of the playoffs. That's the one like playoffs versus non-playoffs that's really yet to be decided is that Tampa Bay-Toronto, but I like the Maple Leafs. What do you guys think? Who do you think is going to win the divisions? Who do you think is going to make the playoffs? What do you think the first round playoff matchups are going to be? Give your predictions for my first round playoff matchups. I just mentioned them for you there a minute ago. Who, who, do, who do you think is going to win those playoff series? If those playoff series come to pass, and they're all in the description below, if you're watching the YouTube video, who do you think would win those hypothetical series if they got there, the teams with home ice versus the teams not with home ice? Who do you think would win those series? That's it for me, Justin, Bridgewater's Finest on YouTube, Blockbuster underscore guy on Twitter. I love making hockey videos, and who knows, we might have a little playoff podcast action going again this year. Maybe, maybe not. Who knows? It's a possibility. The only way to know is to stay tuned. Thank you so much for tuning in. Enjoy the rest of the NHL regular season. It's a great time to be a hockey fan. Junior playoffs are just around the corner. Go Moose, go. I got my my new Mooseheads jersey on, which is one and one in-game competition. So I got my new jersey on. I got my new hat on. I can't wait for junior playoffs. 
Can't wait to watch the rest of the NHL regular season, see who's going to make it, who's not, who's playing who, and how it's going to go. Enjoy it, and stay tuned.